Welcome to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Reese. In a world of deception, we want to help you discover true answers. Welcome back to True Answers Podcast with myself, Reese, and my brother-in-law, Rob. Um, Today, we're going to discuss a a very important topic, and this is, um, we're going to be talking about important decisions in our life, specifically like how do we make important decisions? What do we base that on? Things like that. So um, that's what we're going to be discussing today. It's going to be pretty good. Yeah, we were tossing around ideas about um, a bunch of other things, but you know what? We'll save it for when we actually get into the into the topic. Um, so first off, I guess I wanted to ask is... Um, like what would you, first off what would you consider an important decision? Yeah, I think the first question we need to answer is what are the most important decisions we can make? Mhm. And it's chocolate or vanilla. Right. Just I was kidding. you know what? I was thinking about <laughs> this on the way over here to record and I was thinking about Christmas music. <laughs> Cuz at this point in our year that feels like a life or death decision whether you're going to play Christmas music now or not. <laughs> Christmas tree up now or in a month? Oh, Tosh put ours up this morning. <laughs> we were up We were up fairly late last night, and she still got up at like 6 o'clock and started putting the tree up. Uh, she's so excited about it. Important decision, pasta or pizza? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, there are very important decisions we can make. So, Reese, I'll ask you, what do you think are the most important decisions we will make in this lifetime? Um, I would. I was thinking about like uh getting married um cho- also choosing uh to follow Christ let's say that's number actually that one I would put that one at number 1 and then put marriage number 2 uh but then also like how do you raise your kids like stuff like that is is what I think about yeah i was thinking the same thing the most important decision is who will you serve mm mm-hmm. mhm what you believe. Right. Because we, we get to make that choice, what we're going to believe. Um, and in that, I would say what we choose to believe if we repent and making the decision to obey Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the, the big the biggest one we could ever make in this life because it has the greatest eternal significance. Right. That's true. Um, I was just going to look up that uh, that scripture, but basically... It's the one uh, where Joshua in the Old Testament tells everybody, choose you this day whom you will serve. Yeah, that's uh, Joshua twenty four fifteen. Oh, he already had the scripture. Yep. That's uh, So I would say that's the decision to live for God. Mm-hmm. Yep. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Right. Yeah, and then I thought also um, who you marry is huge. And also how you raise your kids is huge. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, so we can probably put them in three buckets. Who you serve, God, Mm -hmm. and if you're making that decision, and then who you marry, and then how you raise the next generation. Mm. I think those are three huge decisions that are worth talking about. Yeah, for sure. Well, kick it off, bro. Well, I was thinking of John 3.16. Mm-hmm. And how that scripture is, it's very important. And it 
it really talks to um, what we decide to do with our life. Mm-hmm. Can you quote it? Uh, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, so close enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I had it. I have it memorized too, but it wasn't coming at the moment. <laughs> 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 but it's choose who you're going to serve. Yeah, if uh, you believe on Him, mm-hmm. you believe in Him, you can have everlasting life. Right. So I think when we believe in him, it's not just this, oh, oh yeah, I, I believe in him. No, it's if you b- really believe in something, you're going to make some action. Sure. There's going to be some obedience to your faith. Mm. Yeah. That's true because uh, you can't have faith separated from works because the Bible says that faith without works is dead. Um, but there are those who would argue that works don't matter and... I feel like that faith without works is dead scripture kind of puts that to bed because Mm -hmm. um, it is, although it is true that our actions uh, like there's nothing we can do in our flesh. That's how I would say it, I guess where we would deserve salvation or anything. But when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, it should immediately produce actions. And also the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit. You can't have the fruit of the spirit without, some kind of action in your life and without the Holy Ghost inside of you. Yeah. So that's just like a natural progression of faith is ultimately it, it does generate action. Yeah. I uh, I think in one of our spirit life classes or, or similar um, studies that we've done, I talked about faith and trust. Mm-hmm. And there was this story I remembered. And it was a guy is on a tightrope and he's going across a cliff. And people are watching like, wow, this guy can get across the whole cliff on a tightrope. And he says, do you believe I can do it holding a wheelbarrow? And they said, well, seeing what you've done, yes, I believe it. Mm -hmm. He goes across with the wheelbarrow and comes back. And they're like, wow, that's awesome. He says, do you believe I can do it with someone in the wheelbarrow? wheelbarrow?" And they're like, yeah, I I believe you can. And he says, get in. (laughs) It's like, that's when. Yeah, and everybody's like, ah. (laughs) That's when faith turns to trust. Yeah, that's a good point. So if if you're in the wheelbarrow, you're you're in a hundred percent. Right. So and I think that's what God is looking for us to do, is not just believe that He came and He sacrificed. It's okay. You know I can do it. Are you going to get in it? Yeah. Are you going to get in what I'm doing for your life? Right. It's time to get some skin in the game. Yeah. Like Peter stepping out of the boat. You know. Yeah. Like put that faith. Put that faith to action. And we also know that, that when we do put, like the, the Bible talks about how you have to approach God, and it, it says, first, those that approach the Father have to know that He is, in other words, that He exists. You have to have some kind of faith, right? Right. But then that faith ultimately leads you to uh, Acts 2.38, which is repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So that's like there's a the belief part. And when we're talking about like within the scope of, of important decisions, right? Uh, the God has given everybody a measure of faith and we're to use that faith to approach God. And then that faith should activate the steps of salvation in our life or give us that push to repent and then be baptized in the name of Jesus and then be filled with the Holy ghost. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. At some point we'll have to really dig into that 
um, spiritual life and mm-hmm. spiritual birth and spiritual life yeah. and what that looks like. And, and you mentioned it, but we can really go in deep in one yeah. podcast. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that for sure. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. We would need, we would need to do that sometime. Yeah. That's super important as mm-hmm. we're talking. Right. So um, the decision to follow the decision to follow Jesus um, because everybody because of the, I would say because of the grace of God, everybody is presented with that choice at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter like where they're at. Um, not just spiritually, but also like geographically and all that. It doesn't matter. Uh, but because God is graceful, he gives everybody the option. Right. And I think it's in either first or second Peter where it says God's not slack concerning his promise. Uh, and then it goes on to say how it's not the will of God that any should perish, but all, come to repentance. So God gives everybody a choice. Yeah, that's true. And it's not just a one-time decision either. Mm -hmm. I mean, you decide to go the direction God wants you to, but there's that song, I've decided to follow Jesus. No Mm -hmm. turning back, no turning back. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide regularly. Okay, yeah, I I did cash in my kingdom for God's kingdom because his is worth it. Yeah. So I think there is... And I've been reflecting about this and seeing how much I've lived to build up my own kingdom. Mm-hmm. And now it's starting to clash more and more with God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, that's why I did this and this and this. And that's <laughs> the mindset I had. And, oh, I got yeah. to give that to the Lord and let him, let his kingdom be on my mind. Yeah. So that is important decision. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, you also mentioned marriage. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> we're both we're both married, so this this would be an interesting topic. You know what? I'm going to ask you first. Um when you and Tanya were dating, first off, how did you know that that uh you you wanted to take the next step and get married? And then once you like had that thought, how did you make the decision and like what all went into that? Cuz I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Tanya and I have been married for eight years, eight and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, just going way back there, I was one of those scared kids who would look at the girl across the room and just be shaking in my boots and wouldn't even go over there. That's <laughs> the kind of person I was. So I know there's I know there's guys listening that would uh, relate to that. We could not be more opposites <laughs> in this regard. Okay. <laughs> but that's it, kind of funny. Um, somehow... I was able to, you know, connect between friends and um, probably said a couple words. That's just the <laughs> kind of person I was. Uh, I've grown there a lot. To be on a podcast with not wanting to say one word to anybody. Yeah. That's true, because I remember the first time we met, which I don't even think you remember it, but I do. It was like <laughs> way back at senior camp one year, at church camp. And I think Caleb introduced us. You remember Caleb, yeah. my cousin? Yep. I'm pretty sure he introduced us. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like walking away from our conversation thinking that guy is one of the most shy guys I've ever met in my life. <laughs> so just I'm giving God credit for that because <laughs> it's his grace that helps us grow. Right. That's so, true. So yeah, meeting, uh, meeting Tanya and deciding to get married was your question. I, I decided to pursue her and wanted to take a next step with her in our relationship. And she was just kind of, like, oh, let's just keep being friends. So I just kind of dropped it. 
because I was like, well, that's the only reason I'm pursuing. So, okay, if you want to say hey later, we can. Um, and she eventually reconnected, and we did uh, we did start seeing each other again. And I just the thing that inspired me the most about her was she was truly excited about the things of the Lord. She was excited about worshiping Jesus, and that that just resonated with me. And she's from a different background, different style, family maybe with different education than my family. And but the, but the thing that really drew me to her was her passion. She was really excited about Jesus, and I was like, if I marry someone like that, I don't think I can go wrong. Mm-hmm. So that and and that was a good decision. That was one of the best decisions I've made. Nice. So how about you? Um. So I. I grew up, you know, I, I didn't grow up around here. I grew up in Mississippi. And my family moved here in 2009. And that's when we met, actually, was my first year here. I didn't know I was going to move here. Uh, but I, I the idea was, like, I was coming up to spend the summer with my cousin, with Caleb, because I had never been super close with him, like, other than just seeing him maybe once a year. So that was kind of the plan. But my family, actually, without telling me, were planning to move up. So they were like sending me up here as like a test. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It, it, it was a test. So then, uh, you know, I had a great time at senior camp, whatever. And about halfway through senior camp, my mom called me and was like, she said something about, um, I think she said, would you be mad if like you didn't come home? You know, like what wow. if we just moved there? And I was like, you know, at the time I was like, yeah, this is cool. I got, I'm hanging out with my friend, whatever. But that's also when I met Tasha was that mm. same year. And we, um, we didn't really like date or anything. We talked for a while. To be honest, I was actually interested in someone else, mm. which is why we didn't get together right away. But we became like really fast friends and like Tasha and I kind of got a little serious at one point and then. I guess you could say like we, we were kind of quote unquote dating, but we were so young that, uh, we were, I, I always say we were really good friends from like 2009 till probably like 2013 or so 2013, 2014. Yeah. What, what, uh, attracted you to her and what sold you on her? So I, I'm like really, uh, I used to think that I was like super outgoing. I think I'm changing a little bit now that I'm, I'm older. When I was younger, like, I would talk to anybody, you know, and she was the same, which was kind of cool. That meant, like, we could really carry on a conversation because mm. she always had something to say or I always had something to say. And, uh, you know, like, we were we were able to listen to each other. I think we were just really similar. And then we had a lot of, like, commonalities. We used to play this game when we were friends. We weren't even dating at this point. But we would play the this or that game. Did you ever? Did you ever do that? Yeah, considering Tasha and Tanya are sisters, they played. They probably the same did the same game. thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it was questions like black or white, salt or pepper, you know, whatever, and you had to choose one. Oh yeah. And we got to know each other really well through that. Mm. Um, so, I I the the thing that really sold me was our friendship, because mm. you know like. If you don't have a solid friendship before you enter like a romantic relationship with somebody, um, like there are points 
in the day, like where you just get upset with that person. And if you don't have a solid friendship, like you don't have the ability to talk it out and to like have an actual conversation about it. Um, so I think that our, our foundation is what really like sealed the deal for me. Yeah. But when you were, so I want to ask about the spiritual side, right? So like, what did you do to prep to make this decision spiritually? You know what? Um, I'm, I was super like analytical, make a decision based on what scripture says. Okay. If someone, um, going the direction I'm going, don't, there's scripture that says, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm obviously going to make a decision with someone in the church. And I was just, I was pretty practical about it. Um, said, I laid out my criteria of, which was, I think pretty minimal was loves God. And I can't even think of any others really. (laughs) But, uh, Tanya, Tanya was a, she learned how to cook well. She Mm. was, she's the oldest of six siblings. Mm -hmm. So she knew how to take care of kids. I, I was completely oblivious about that side of things with one younger sister that wasn't a ton younger than me. Um, so, so I didn't have a whole lot of prep behind that. Just knowing that I was really attracted to her. She had some qualities that, um, I didn't have even though I, I may not have valued them as much as I do now. Um, but I think she prepared in a better manner because she was a little more in tune with the voice of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and I was, I did base decisions on what I knew in Scripture, but she actually would, wouldn't have married me unless it was, a con- unless she got confirmation from the Lord. Hmm. So that is a huge thing that... Uh, if I was to redo it, if I could, I, I would want to know, is this God's will for my life? And he's going to show me who to marry. Right. So that, that when she showed me that, and I didn't even know that until, well, she, she showed me early on in our marriage, but it's only resonating now more and more that, wow, what God guides us towards in our decisions is the way we're supposed to go. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I prayed a lot. Um, before, uh, I proposed to Tasha and I talked to, I talked to my pastor, my parents at the time, or my pastor at the time and my parents, um, to try and get wisdom. Cause the Bible talks about like surrounding yourself with godly counsel yeah, with wise people. Um, so I, I did that, uh, prayed a lot and I felt like, so we're, we're different in this aspect too. And see, this is why I'm changing now that I'm older because I now I'm a little bit more like analytical and technical whereas like I proposed to Tasha when I was I was in college I was 18 I was 18 and I look back at myself like when I was that young and I'm like dude what are you what are you thinking you know <laughs> like uh not that I made a wrong, a wrong decision that's not what I mean but just like I, w- I always got so caught up in like the emotions and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it, a lot of it had to do with how I was raised and kind of like the environment that I was in. Like I was so focused on having a good marriage that worked because I saw for 18 years of my life, a bad marriage that didn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah. 
And I got so caught up in that like desire that I wanted it right now, you know? And I think this is where like God worked with me and gave me grace because, um, he, I, I feel like the Lord spoke to me and told me, yes, like Tasha is the one. And then my mom confirmed it. And so did pastor, uh, pastor Schmidt. So I don't say that I made a wrong decision, but now that I'm a little older, I probably would have waited a little bit longer until like I, I had a relationship with God, but I didn't know how to be, you know, like a godly husband because mm. I had never had that. No example. I had no example of that in my life, but now I can look back too and see all the mentors in my life that really showed me how to be a godly man. Um, but then I also think like if I would have waited until I was this quote unquote godly man, I knew how to be a godly husband. Would I have ever gotten married yeah. or like, you know, would I have waited until I was in my late twenties or early thirties to get married? You know, so that's why I say I believe God worked on me and helped me at that age in my life, even though now I look back and I'm like, mm, I probably would have been a better man and a better husband if I would have waited. Mm. But that's that's why we have the grace of God mm-hmm. is that like he he works with us and confirms words like what you're talking about with Tanya and like he speaks to us and keeps us on the right path. Right. So that. um I guess that was that was kind of my experience. It was much less technical and much more emotional. Yeah. Now, I just remembered, too, there was a time I was in college, and, and Tanya and I kind of went our separate ways for a while, and I just, I was bearing my heart before the Lord in the, in the Milwaukee School of Engineering Chapel all by myself, and uh, that was a good time for me to just come before the Lord, let everything out, and just say, Lord, it, this is what I wanted, but your will be done. If you want her back in my life, you got to bring her back. And mm. he answered that prayer, mm-hmm. and and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, that's good. Now, there was uh, someone else that we know, too, that God was dealing with, and he he had to put, um, you know, the, perfe- the person for his marriage on the altar and God's timing, and God had to get him to a certain point of maturity mm-hmm. for his wife to become his wife. So there's, there's, everyone has their own story too. Yeah. Another one I wanted to share was, um, I think brother Mark Brown, I was listening to, I think one of his podcasts or mm-hmm. something like that. And the Lord told him if it wasn't for your wife, you'd be in hell. Wow. Yeah. So God puts people in our lives for a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just his grace. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I see a lot of stuff in Tosh, kind of like what you alluded to already, that I don't have. Um, and and I believe that's that's really why God put Tosh and Tanya in our lives. It's because they complement us. Uh, so we're at uh, like twenty five minutes. Did you want to go for another question, or did you want to wrap up? I think we can wrap up. Wrap up. Okay. We can talk about uh, raising kids for a, a whole podcast oh my in gosh. itself. They are. Uh, we'll call that one the Gray Hairs Podcast, or something <laughs> like. That, that sounds good. Oh my goodness, that's a whole nother animal. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But like, it I, is important. Yeah, it for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. That's that is totally different. I thought when I first got married, like the first couple of years, I thought marriage was hard, 
and then you add in kids and it gets harder. But the grace of God is awesome. So, yeah, I think this is a great place to wrap up then. Thank you all so much for listening, and God bless you all, and keep seeking for true answers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of True Answers. Rob and I have really enjoyed bringing this type of content to you. And we also wanted to let you know that you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other place that you receive your podcasts from. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep seeking for true answers.